Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The center position each and every year is clearly the toughest position by far. You have a few guys here that could get close to that 50 mark. One exceeded this year in Dane Gagai, but he has never been a 50-plus scorer in the past. There's a few of these guys in there that a lot of you guys may take a punt on. They're definitely going to be point-of-difference players, and they could definitely make or break the start of your season. A few of these guys could go 50-plus, and if a lot of us... Out there, the majority of people are going to be going for some of the cheaper guys or potentially a mid-ranger in a Dean Mariner. And they happen to flop or get, you know, 15 to 25 is a lot of the time what the center seems to start with. You know, they can get a get you a sort of a 12 in one week and then a 30 the next. And if you have a guy that goes pretty hot to begin the season, you think Kevin Graham and what he did last year. And if you're game enough to go for one of those guys in the first few rounds, then uh, this video is for you. Otherwise, what we really need to be doing with this video is learning a lot about the gun center players because very, very likely three, four, five of these guys will drop a decent amount of value anywhere between 50 and 100K over the first sort of six weeks of the season. And it gives us an opportunity once we've built some of our team value to actually trade a few of these guys into our side. So let's get into the word document. So it's usually a position, as we said, that. You don't really want to invest too much in early. Even if a few of these guys maybe lose 50 or 100K, are they in a team that's absolutely firing? And, and for the most part, that's what you want to be looking at with the centers. And you know, in, in most cases, the, the, the wing fullback position as well, is grabbing guys that are in plenty of form, obviously themselves, but the team as well. And, and usually they can run off the back of that and, and score plenty of good points. So let's get into these guys here. And Dane Gagai is the clear top man, a 54.5 average. So his numbers were absolutely out of this world last season, outdoing his 2022 average by 16 points and his 2021 average by eight points there. So just wild that he could uh, produce that. 
I personally think you let him go for a while and check back in closer to Origin, where he's very, very unlikely to play now that he got dropped last year. He only scored three tries all year. That's actually wild for someone that averaged 54.5. He did have Dom Young on his outside, so it's likely to be Jen Jenkins at this stage. And, and you know, at this stage of his career, he's not the quality of player that Dom Young is and can't uh, stream away down the down the touchline and, and sort of send it back in to, to Gagai to, to you know, move it on to someone else. He obviously didn't score many tries, but you know, even just that, uh, you know, getting it onto him and him streaming down and scoring himself, getting those try assists, getting those line break assists that, uh, that Gagai was able to provide there, um, and obviously the threat down that right-hand side as well. So very, very interesting. There could be some upside based on the fact that he, didn't score, he only scored three tries, but I very much doubt it, and uh, yeah, keep him in your sights for another time. Isaac Tungle there. 678k, the average is 49.3. So very, very highly likely he's just going to be a top three center again. He's a decent amount cheaper than Gagai there at uh, yeah, 78, 70k there, which is cool. Um, who is not going to play Origin. Super relevant at some point in a great team, for sure, which is good. And he did score 10 tries in the 14 games. And he had a little bit of a stretch there before he got injured where he was averaging you know, well into the high 50-60 mark. And was that gun for that few weeks before he got injured. So a frustrating one for Isaac. But uh, again, he'll be up there, as I said. So look at him if he uh, potentially, you know, the, the Panthers struggle a little bit and then they get into some form for sure. Herbie Farnworth moves to the Dolphins now, 646K. He's moving from a Broncos slightly better side, obviously, than, than the, what the Dolphins are at this stage. But they'll be improving week in, week out, I imagine, this year, given they've recruited well and they've got a year under their belt now. He's going to be a focal point in their attack at the Dolphins. So that could, you know, be of some relevance too, but also means they'll likely defend him, will look to defend him a little bit more and, and have less sort of scary options coming out the back. Like you got the hammer there, comparing that to Reese Walsh. Obviously there you got Ezra Mam, um, and you know, you're comparing that to a Sean O'Sullivan or something like that. So there's still um, some big differences at that. So they will be able to target their defense a little bit more in Farmworth. But he may get a little bit more more ball and potentially some more meters gained, some tackle breaks, some offloads and the like there. So you'd imagine it'll be fairly similar to this average. I've got him at about a 45 average this year um, with his great running sort of base game there. Joey Manu, obviously, is an interesting one each and every year. I do end up with him at some point after about the first six to eight weeks. And with his 44 average as center, I'm happy to just let him through the keeper, to be honest with you. Very keen if he gets into the fullback slot, but we always yeah, we always know that one. He has a nice duel there. I just think you leave him for the beginning of the season with a 46.5 average at the, what he's priced at. I think you can um, yeah, just let him go through and, and he'll be one of those guys that we look to at some point in the season. And if he plays 5.8 again, he actually didn't average too much more than the, 40, the 46.5. I think it was about the 47 mark. At, at six there with a couple of good games with some low ones at that. It does miss a lot of tackles, so... If the Roosters aren't firing, um, yeah, it's one of those guys that you you do uh, you do worry about uh, him scoring some tries, and a lot of time that he was kind of the only guy that would just sneak a try or so for him. So we'll see what happens with the Roosters this year. Garrick, another dual position guy, center in the wing, fullback, six thirty nine k. The average of forty six point five as well. So obviously the duel's great. He had one big hundred game at center, so if he plays center there, the other games are pretty low to be honest with you there. So you don't want to look at that too much. And, uh, yeah, they also had a really, really good end of the season, which uh, which Carrick wasn't a part of, I, I don't believe. So I think um, avoiding at both positions, at centre or, or wing at the moment, 
and with Kohler being the backup fullback, likely for now. Uh, if Manly are hot, then yeah, we will get Garrick at some point. Actually, I do believe he played most of the end of the season. Anyway, um, yeah, potentially at some point he could be an option, but I think he has to be one of those guys to drop down in price as well. Val Holmes, there's a little bit more interest from my end. I won't be starting with a gun center, but for those that are interested in, in starting with a gun center, I think Val Holmes is one of those guys that you could do with. So the Cowboys had a really slow start last year, and Holmes was still consistent, averaging 45. So across that time, they were shocking. He then had a really big stretch when they were, were going well. Obviously, the goal kicking, him scoring tries, setting him up as well, um, was really, really cool. But um, yeah, with, with Holmes there, it's, a, it's an interesting one as to what you do with him because you know you still end up at a 46, even having a decent start in a poor team. So you can't just say, oh, it was all based on how you know the Cowboys play really poor. Uh, but then obviously having that big stretch and then and then going slower from there. So do you grab him now or or do you look at it a little bit later than this here? So that's the big question mark here. Let's just go through their footy stats for, footy stats for those top six guys there. And Gags, and what you're going to see with all of the centers, guys, is some inconsistencies for sure. Gags was very much one of those guys that was the consistent guy here. 35, a 27, a 24, and a 41. Really, his lowest scores in the first 16 rounds. So he was awesome at that. Um, and yeah, the three tries is just wild. So look at Gag is a really good option from there. Isaac Tungle, as we spoke about, sort of started a little bit slow and then had stretches in there where he dominated the 82 and the 59. When he scored doubles, he went really well. Obviously, a 55, a 77, a 97 in there um, and finished with the 37 there in that one round that he came back for, ready for finals. So, yeah, one of those guys that um, I think if I think he can find a little bit more consistency as well. His tackle numbers are fairly low and they, they did increase over that time from round 16 to round 20. And that's when he had his best scores of the year and, and kind of had some stretches in there with five tackles, nine tackles and 11 in round one. So if you can get that up around that 15 or so mark without missing too many, he did tackle more but miss more during that middle period. So it probably doesn't matter either way um, unless he can fix up the missed tackles when he's making more. But yeah, Isaac is definitely a fun one. Herbie Farnworth, a 646 there. So yeah, he's probably one of the most consistent guys in this position. He had three 35s in a row to show some consistency there. And that included two tries. So he's one of those guys that doesn't have the boom games, which, you know, guys like Holmes and, and, uh, and Tungo and obviously Gagai can have. So that's something to know with him. He'll be fairly consistent all year, but a buy in round three. Yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. Joey Manu, we know what he can do. He's got so many different positions there. So fullback is what we want if you have a look at him. at A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Fullback in general, when he gets an opportunity there, he averages 57.8. So let's wait until he gets that. 
and go from there. Garrick, again, fairly inconsistent, compared, you know, which is the majority of people in this position. Had the 104, has 10s, and obviously 27 minutes, has 31s, have 27s. Um, we need to work out where he's going to be positionally. Is he going to be a centre or is he going to be a winger? And then Val Holmes, yeah, that consistency at the start. A little bit slow up and down up until Origin, and he still you know made Origin, Origin obviously, and then had a you know a bunch of great games there, um, and then cooked himself when he when he got the uh, got the sin bin unfortunately. So yeah, one of those guys that's um, I think he can go go better than that for sure, and the consistency is is very helpful at that. So Stephen Crichton's the next one on the list there. Average of thirty eight at fullback in a better team being the Panthers there in the five games that he's played only so it's very very small sample size. That's where he's averaged at and where he's priced at right now is you know five points above. So more than that actually given he got the uh, the increase so he's priced at forty five, uh, so seven points above. So they gave him a little bump considering he was going to be moving from center to wing fullback to fullback I should say. So seven points above what he averages at fullback in a better team. That's the scary thing for me, in my opinion. Is he going to be a forty more than a 45 guy? Is he going to be a 50 guy? I just don't see it happening. There's obviously some potential there. He's going to get the jewel when he is named a fullback. If he's not named a fullback, then uh, then we don't want to touch him anyway. I just don't see the growth personally. And let's have a look at his sort of you know, counting stats there. At center, he has some low scores. He's got eight with a try last year. This is obviously isn't going to happen at fullback. And, you know, he didn't probably didn't score as many tries as he would have thought. He, he did well in the back end, but, you know, it still isn't him jumping off the page at a 52, a 49, you know, with a single try, a 49 with a double, uh, 53 with a try there. Obviously, the last game of the year, 92, probably cooks some of his value, to be honest with you there. And the fullback counting stats, as we said, includes a 66 back in 2021 when he played that position in his last game. He was 35, 30, 39, and 23. He's obviously a slightly different player than that of 2021. That's three years ago. It will be once the time, by the time the season starts. But even if he does gain the seven points in value um, from 38 to 45, that's where his break-even is at. I just don't see him being worth it. But I know other people will say otherwise. Kimber Graham, average 50, over 50 to begin the year he did there, and he's priced at 44. So he ended up having a, a pretty tough sternum injury. So if the bunnies start well again, you can see the same. So he's one of those guys that people started with last year that, that did great. He's very inconsistent, a lot of money for a center though. So yeah, there's a, obviously the, the couple of caveats as always, but 66, a 20, a 66, 34, just the up and down nature of that. 58, 78 there, 36, 28, 74, before he got injured there and started having low ones just before Origin. Um, which he was a chance of getting picked for. He came back and had some decent games there in the 40s, you know, 64 there, but uh, for the most part, he was playing injured. And so he's definitely a chance to go higher than that. If you look at his 2022 stats, he's a 43.6 average there, which is pretty well where he is at currently. And then 40 in 2021. So it's very hard to project him to be a 50 guy for the entirety of the year. So at that, in, in you know, saying, saying those numbers now, it's probably worth just leaving him out of your side for those reasons. Matt Timiko, consistent for all but two games with his base, which was interesting. He had two really low games, which we'll show in a sec. He was dominant in a fairly average, you know, attacking team. Uh, I just don't feel like he has the upside in a team that's going to go a little bit worse, likely. Uh, 43.8 the average. So, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of Bicky, a lot of money to, to spend on him there. Um, you can see those two games are 16 to 15. But for the most part, other than that, the 25 and 25 to kick things off for the year. And then he was really, really rock solid. So 
yeah, if you're looking for a guy that's going to hit 40s and not really go up or down in price, then it's probably Timikov. You get him all the way to round 10. You get him get him for round 13 and 16. So Raiders have the good buy for that. But uh, yeah, not for me on that one. Zach Lomax, 591k, average of 43. So very, very consistent goal-kicking center. The big thing from, for him is if he ends up in the fullback slot, then I have some interest, and a lot of people will. But if he doesn't, then, yeah, it's not something we want to... We want to really look at, to be honest with you there. They've got him in there as playing center all year. He did move to fullback at certain at certain stages in games uh, through this period here. He also had that couple of try-cracking game at center with a 91. He did get a 70 and a 60 in that time and sort of has his uh, you know 59 and 51. He has some games above that, but he also has some low ones with a 9 in round 4, and he was kind of really struggling um, across you know, those first few games, even with goal-kicking and stuff like that. He... he um, he did struggle at the beginning of the year and kind of turned things around and, and came into you know, a, a big deal of form. But um, yeah, for Lomax, we need him at the fullback slot for him to have any interest in our sides. Bradman Best there at 589, the 42.8 average. Had a cracking year. I just don't see much upside on that though because he had plenty of tries and plenty of assists there. So if you look at Bradman's year, um, yeah, it's kind of the tries came obviously a lot more in the back end. The assists were a bit through the starts. He had three tries, assists in one game to get 47 points. Fairly consistent. Obviously, some 20s games in there, some 50-plus, um, and the 94. But for the most part, he's not one of those guys that uh, are going to win or lose you this uh, you know, this fantasy game at 589K. I just don't see it being worth it for your side. It's got a few to go, guys. Will Penasini there, 582K, 42.3 is the average. For him, he limped into the end of season along with the Eels. I owned him from... Near halfway onwards, uh, they they sort of split both sides of their attack, left and right, especially with Dylan Brown coming back. I see there's some small upside if Eels are on, but at this stage, I'll be avoiding him. Yes, yeah, so Penasini there. You see some some good good scores throughout the beginning of the year. Was able to make a little bit of cash and get up to 648k, uh, and then was sort of up and down towards the end of the season, finishing at you know, around that 500k mark, which was which which was frustrating for sure. Um, and just lots of low scores, 16 and 18 in there, 25 or 35, some 40s and 50s, but uh, the upside isn't really there. Just that 70 in round seven he ended up with. I think I brought in Dylan Brown instead that uh, that week, but yeah, it is what it is. He's going to be there and thereabouts, obviously with a team that should be better, but does have Penrith in round two, so that kind of you know, scares me away, that's for sure. Brian Kelly, the next man on the list, there's two to go. For him, there's only six tries, so... Potentially shows a small amount of upside for him, a center that uh, is very damaging ball runner. I just think you avoid at the price. He's always around this kind of you know, scoring here. If you look to last year, 31 with some injury games. He had 2021, he averaged 37. So it's his best year of his career. Just don't see much improvement from him. Um, and it's going to be an up and down sort of score without the tremendous upside. A 67 and a 65 is two big scores for the year there. And then he finished things off with Hammer. And he's the one I missed last year, obviously. Didn't think he'd go too well because the Dolphins wouldn't be as well. But we know the move to the fullback position and the price he was at was very much worth it. That's where the Crichton, Stephen Crichton call is a bit of a worry, given he's very well expensive. I just don't really see the upside here with Hammer at this stage. You know, with how many tries he scored and the Dolphins being decent last year already. He's dual. He's good playing fullback, but he has origin as well. So, yeah, a few too many things. Uh, on the negative list, I think, for, for Hammer at this stage. But, uh, yeah, you look at all those tries. He did, he did not score a try for the first six rounds, which absolutely killed 
myself and uh, the money making potential there. Then he went to 32, 28, 36, 31, 41 and 40 um, in, in the next bunch of games. So definitely slowed down. Um, and then through the back end of the year, registered a lot of 20s and 30s as well. So the worry with him is that he will be somewhere around that you know, 30 in a lot of rounds and then up in towards the 50. So he'll probably end up around this 41 average for the entirety of the season. In my opinion, he could play some center games as well. So there's a few things there to note for sure with Hammer. So we go to the best options for points and value. So all these guys will be relevant at some point. I think we'll have, yeah, probably four or five of these guys across the season. But uh, Dan Gagai, you know, whether it's between center or, or the wing fullback, Dan Gagai, I think he'll be a 50 guy this year. Tungo for points as well, I think he'll be number two. And then Val Holmes, uh, depending on how many games Manu plays a center compared to fullback. Holmes, I think, is next, has that bit of boom potential um, and that solid consistency as well if the Cowboys do well. Manu, yeah, up and down. He's always going to be in that 40s and thereabouts. Garrick, I think there's a little bit of value potentially in him if the Manly boys fire. And if Tom's around, he, he seems to score really well. And then Kemal Graham, definitely some value at, at points of the season if the Rabbitohs are going well. That's the question mark there with the Bunnies and uh, how they play there. So that's the center. Guns video, guys. We'll get the mid, mid-tier guys and the cheapies out later. Um, I've obviously got the timestamps in there if you want to just come in and, and check things out. But thanks for being here on this one. And I uh, look forward to going through the wing fullbacks in the next one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.